What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. Still sticking with Italian this Still week. sticking with Italian. I just feel like, you know, as far as Sunday mornings go... That's true. That's a buongiorno kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Sorry. could, if it were Sunday night, it would be DiGiorno. Uh-huh. Mm, it's uh-huh. not delivery. Uh-huh. It's, it's DiGiorno. DiGiorno. Uh-huh. Great Sponsored by DiGiorno. <laughs> I wish. No, How great would that, that be? That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we would get to eat DiGiorno on oh, the episodes And they have the, the cheese stuffed crust now. Oh my God, oh, yum. God. Although I think we are getting pizza tonight You know, I'm dinner. more like a thin crust person, actually. See, so is Sam, but I love, I love a good, except for, well, she is when it comes to like delivery pizzas and stuff oh, like that. Okay. I always still just just love a normal old pie crust. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's what the poor people like, but whatever. <laughs> but, I mean, end all be all, it, like the top of the food chain is still like the deep the deep dish stuff. Like oh, yeah. Via 313 here in Austin. Oh, yes. Have oh, you my had, God. Have you had Jet's Pizza here? Jet's? I've never even heard of that. Okay, so there are a couple, I think they have a couple of Sponsored by Jet's. <laughs> Maybe. They would be easier to get. <laughs> So they are, they're like a delivery place. Um, but they are, there's one down south close to us here, and I think there's another one way up north. But they do like the same style as Via 313. Really? The Detroit style? Yeah. Like the oh, really thick deep dish. Oh, so Dude, Via, I, fun fact, I only just had Via 313 this year. For the first time? For the first time. And I was like, oh my God, oh this my is God. delicious. That's so good. <laughs> I we feel had it for like the first such time. a fool for having wasted so many years. You really should, though, because we had it for the first time oh, when it man. was uh, still pretty much just in the trailer behind Craft Pride mm. on Rainy. And so, That's where I had it at. Oh, we were well, at Craft Pride. My friends were like, oh, do you want a pizza? And I was like, no, I just ate. And then they like gave <laughs> me like, a bite of quit theirs. Quit being stupid. <laughs> no, they just like, one of them split like a piece of hers with me, and I was like, mother of God. <laughs> this is the best thing I've ever this had in my life. This is the best pizza. <laughs> now, it's on pizza before we get to games. Yes. The one last right. We're thing here, here to talk about games, not pizza. Have you had Pius out in Dripping Springs or like out, it's like out southwest of city? How do you spell that? Pi. Oh. Us. Oh, okay. No. O U S. Oh. Pi dash O U S. Yeah. Like, uh, like, like being uh, pious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. It's good. No, I haven't it's had that one. either. <laughs> okay. It's Neapolitan pizza. So it's oh, but see that's this mm. people's reaction when I tell them. But it is mm. so damn good. They have one that I can't remember what it's called, but I but the main ingredients are uh, it's blue cheese with bacon marmalade and arugula. Dear God, I don't know how I feel about all those words it's together so like that. It I'm is, not so sure about that. <laughs> it melt in mouth deliciousness. I mean, I would perchance try it i don't know I mean, it's kind of far out so i get if you don't want to drive that far, far out to it but it, oh, so is it really close to that um super fancy bakery that's called like something in time and the time is spelled like the herb time oh i don't know anyways we're not here talking we're about not here bakeries. to talk about that <laughs> we talk about pizza anymore but we hope we got you good and hungry for the you on this good on this bright and shiny tuesday morning hopefully wherever you are but anyway we are here though to talk about games the ones we love the ones we hate and everything in between because that's what we do here on team chat podcast a weekly video game show that comes out at tuesday 9 a.m each and every week across podcast services around the world wide web you can also watch a video version of each episode on youtube and twitch so you can check those out there And then, other than that, you can find us on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can join our Discord server, where we have a lot of fun, continual game conversations that go on throughout the week, when we're not just here delivering fun video game stories, tidbits, anecdotes, reviews, etc., here on the show. So check that out on our Discord. The link to join is in the comments, or the description, sorry, of the episode below. Finally, 
we are a completely listener supported show so we don't haven't been able quite yet to wrangle into Giorno and Jets Pizza to sponsor us yet <laughs> so we are a completely listener supported show and so if you're really loving and enjoying what we're creating here head over to our Patreon page patreon.com slash team chat podcast where it's for as little as a dollar a month you can support the show and in return we'll give you a cool perk like getting the episode early before it's general Tuesday release we let you have those early access goes out Monday so you get the whole episodes video or if you subscribe to the video or audio tier you can get those out Monday morning a full day before everyone else so check that out on patreon.com you also get access to our special patron only channel on our discord server the rogues gallery that's where we get to put all of our uncensored opinions all of the i don't know stuff that we hold back we hold back on the show, on the show that we cut out we put out on the we add some like pre-roll oh, these stuff episodes, you, know, you guys you don't know they are heavily edited heavily, <laughs> heavily. heavily but edited so well you can't tell yeah, just, just a seamless really smooth <laughs> seamless piece of media it's great oh, it's great boy. but anyway Enough about all that. Before we jump into our main topic, we are going to hit on some news stories from the last week and upcoming releases. All right. So coming soon, this episode airs on Tuesday, October 2nd. So out today, you have Forza Horizon 4 for Xbox One and PC. You also have Fist of the North Star, colon, Lost Paradise for PS4 only. And then you have Mega Man 11. I'm actually really excited about this title. Mega Man 11 coming out for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. The gang's all here, minus Xbox 360. (laughs) And then coming very soon on October 5th, we of course have Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That's for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. But more importantly than that, also on October 5th, Super Mario Party for the Switch! Did you say Assassin's Creed Odyssey already? I yeah, it. I sorry, did. I was I was oh fact checking something. You suck. I'm sorry. Yes, I already yeah! said it. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You suck. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then that's everything that's coming out in the near future. So Big Bad's Super Mario Party on October 5th for the Switch, along with Assassin's Creed Odyssey for most major titles, not including Switch. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I just can't contain it. I can't contain it. We're here in this big fall games month of October, and I just can't. I can't deal. Are you going to be Cassandra? Yes, actually. Oh, thank God. I've already, play- I've already decided that, like, oh, oh, as soon as they said that this is going to be this stuff, I was like, oh, I'm playing as Cassandra. Yeah. You Definitely. have to romance everyone. Absolutely. All the people. All Yay. the options. All the, all the crazy. romance. Go crazy. Just going all over <laughs> into Greece. But yeah, so no, it's going to, I am so excited for that game. They did actually come out and confirm, though, that uh, Ubisoft did say that every Assassin's Creed game from now on will have the option to choose gender. So what I really want, though, Ubisoft, listen to me about this, talking into the camera. Boom. All I want from Assassin's Creed Odyssey and all following Assassin's Creed titles is for there to be at least one DLC pack that is a romance-only option. No fighting, no side missions, just got all your Hazu Bondos and waifus to choose from. Just being a regular old Casanova. It's all, or Cassandra Nova. Cassandra Nova. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's what I want to be shop. Get on it. Oh, man. Quality jokes. Quality. That's what you come here to Team Chat Podcast to hear is quality. Oh, boy. Uh, but a couple other quick news stories before we jump to the topic is that we uh, they also came out this week. So last week, like I said, one of the big things I was excited about to, to come out from last week was Outbreak day of 2018 uh, for the celebration of the last of us because that's the day that like the the fungal outbreak hit its its 
peak. In the, I don't you know, like that word. Fungal outbreak. I don't like the word fungal. Well, it's a cordyceps, Keep that to the cordyceps virus. Viral outbreak. Oh, there we go. Okay, there we go. Uh, fungal. Oh, gross. But anyway, they all look like fungi after you know, they're dead. It's, one, it's a thing. But anyway, so, you know, my big hope there is that we didn't, you know, they hadn't revealed everything that was going to be available for sale, for purchase, or whatever. And so a part of that, I was hoping that they were going to say the release date. Still no release date. They well, did, they did okay. re release the soundtrack of the last of us on vinyl mondo put that out they also released a new mondo poster uh again there was an avatar pack uh wallpapers a new t-shirt of ellie's tattoo that was pretty cool um i basically just loaded up on all the new avatars i got they like, like added the music that they put out for the onto my spotify playlist and all that stuff i also went ahead because everything the game itself was super cheap i finally bought like the last two little um skill packs for the multiple oh. for the multiplayer that i still hadn't had and so like i just because they were like a dollar each i was like sure why not bought those and then i treated myself to i had this digitally but now i finally bought it in physical form oh. the last of us american dreams comic book super series. pretty get so, the glare is there off. clear yeah. no, no there's no glare oh, okay, gonna get it clo- yeah, uh, now it's gonna be out of focus <laughs> i can't get it too close there we go last of us american dreams so it's four uh, four comic series that uh, was put out by dark horse um, I bought them digitally before, but now I wanted them in, in one all big collection. So I treated myself to that. This is super sleek. I like this a lot. Yeah, it was a pretty good read. It's quick. Is that Ellie's girlfriend? Yeah, Riley. Awesome. Her first girlfriend. Yes. The OG yes. GF. Yes, yes, yes. Not this it's new like, woman. It's like from how the they met. Trailer. Joel's not even in this yet. It's but be, it's before. Yeah, it's before how they. It's just how they met and came to be friends and all that stuff. So this art style looks familiar. I wonder if I've read anything by them before. Maybe. Anyways, that's but awesome. All that, all that to say is that th- then obviously my next hope was that they would announce maybe l- we'd get a little bit more information at PlayStation Experience this year. But, but they also came out last week and said, Sean Layden C- uh, came out and said that there was not going to be a PSX this year. Uh, basically what his quote is, and this is from IGN, we won't have it in the States this year. The reasons behind that really are we don't have... We have a lot of progress that we're making on our games. Now that we have Spider-Man out the door, we're looking down into 2019 games like Dreams and Days Gone. Also, side note, this is my own words. I can't care less about Dreams at this point because it's taken so long to come out. What is Dreams? Dreams is the one where you basically can make anything inside the game, basically. Oh. You can, like, it's, it's very, it's a very, I can't think of the right word, but basically it's a very, it's a very, I feel like it's going to have a very niche popularity uh, kind of thing. Okay. And so, the, but like they've announced, it's been talking about, I feel like since the PS4 was announced and wow, first came really? out. So like, it's still not out yet. So I've just never even heard of that before. <laughs> but anyway, noodles. He says, so we're looking down into 2019 games like dreams and days gone, but we wouldn't have enough to bring people all together in some location nor is there just a crap load of typos in this? But anyway, but we wouldn't have enough to bring people all together in some location, North America to have that event. We don't want to set expectations really high and then not deliver on that. It was a hard decision, but we have determined that this year we will not hold PlayStation experience. I mean, TBH, like from a budgeting perspective, if you don't think that a conference or like expo like that is going to be financially valuable yeah why would you do it so like i definitely agree with their reasoning and i support and if, the decision to cancel and it. if they're not ready to show anything new what's the point what's exactly the point? like exactly. why would they even have one i mean granted i'm still upset where's my damn release date i need to know yeah. sean you know that's really probably why they put it off they were like no they're gonna ask about it well, and we that's don't want to be like the only big reveal that they would <laughs> yeah, have we've would seen be the only thing we've seen gameplay now from last of us and ghost of shusima uh, yeah, Spider-Man's out now. Days Gone is going to be out in February. So, 
It's like, what? What is? Who it? cares? Right? Yeah, and they haven't really announced like some other big next, you know, PS4 exclusives to be revealed yet. So unless right. they have those ready enough to be able to reveal, then there's no reason to do it. So it it makes me sad, but it makes sense. Yeah. So I'm I'm okay with it, I guess. And the final bit of news, we needed to round up a little bit more that, uh, about Telltale. Because even in yeah. the last week since we first talked about, uh, you know, in all the news broke that the studio is closing down, more has come out and more things, the biggest of which is that a class action lawsuit has been filed against Telltale. For good reason, by the four more employees. So not only were they not given advance... So the, the basis of the lawsuit, I should back up, is for anybody that's not aware of what's happening, Telltale Games recently shut down their studio. They laid off about 250-some-odd employees all on the same day. Mm-hmm. Apparently, none of them were given the mandatory 60-day notice that the studio would be shutting down. So not only were they not notified that there was going to be massive layoffs because their studio was being discontinued, shut down. they Shuttered. also were not offered any severance packages. And without giving notice and without offering severance, just mass layoffs, that's a shit-tier move, man. So my only wonder then is in this point, because technically the studio is not shut down. So I'm wondering if... Like if that's some loophole then to that because no, I mean I'm not. I'm not in no, any actually, sense a lawyer. If you read the law, so I actually read like the. Mass, I was going through and yeah. like going through and like skim through. I didn't. And well, so the, ju- the gist like of it is it. that the state of California or whichever state it is that it's they California. are. Yeah, California. The state of California has a labor law on the books that says if a company that is over X size is going to oh, be laying right. off X amount of people, they have to provide X amount of notice, and they didn't. Okay. So based on so, yeah, all the factors, is, I think it bad. was like. California has a law that I think it's either 60 to 70 people or more in a company. If they're going to be laying off blank amount of people from that company, they have to provide the 60 days worth of notice. I see. Okay, that makes sense. Which they did not do. So it sounds like, cut and dry, the labor laws were violated, which means, hopefully, I think that the lawsuit should go through and that it should be ruled in favor of the employees because that is so lame. I mean, it's yeah, it really is. The more that this comes out, it really, like, it's... And again, we'll have to see. These are just our opinions. We, we're not lawyers. We have no I'm idea. A lawyer. We have no That's idea what's going to come out of this. Opinion. Um, but like, yeah, it definitely seems that Telltale has been definitely in the wrong in this. And the more that comes out, it does. Like, it even even in the aftermath of all this, they came out last week saying that, hey, we have interested parties who are stepping forward to help us get the last season of The Walking Dead out to get it finished. And everybody's like. Who cares at this point? There yeah. are 250 employees without severance that you yeah. let go. Who cares about the game? So, so it's like even in this moment of like they're done in like the last those they still couldn't even seem to put together a, a good the good face forward basically yeah. and like do the right thing. They're more focused on putting out their their product, which at this point, I mean, this really just seems like a massive case of horrendous mismanagement. Yeah, money over people. Yeah. Basically, exactly. is what it is. And so, which was interesting then that the majority of the reception to that was them being like, uh, was the games industry and people at large being like, uh, no. Don't, I mean, we don't care about this. Take care of your people yeah, first. But it does happen a lot with games that the developers themselves, like the low on the ground people, 
they're not very valued. Yeah, no, no, I it's mean, a huge problem. Yeah, that's it's why a, it's a burnout industry. That's why it, it's a topic I don't want to get onto right now. Just yeah, because that's, we don't that's know for another day. We don't. I need to study up and read up more on. But there is a massive push right now going on in the, in the games industry to for unionization. I think they need to union. Yeah, so, they need to union up. So yeah, so that's a, a topic for another time. But uh, but anyway, so that's pretty much the big Let's news to come out of. Let's talk about unions today. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not prepared by <laughs> any either. means. Well, we'll both need to take like a class in yeah, college. Yeah, a little bit. Of, yeah, we'll learn. come back in a year's time. Exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll circle back around it. to this. But it's a it's an inch, very in, interesting story that's been developing and continues to develop. So as more stuff comes out, we'll keep you updated with all yeah. that. Now. It's time to get to the good stuff. This stuff that we actually are here to talk about because we both love it so much. So much. And We're we gave so you a little, excited. little teaser about it last week, but last week, Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, Roads, was released. Roads. We have played it. We are here with our thoughts. Now, this is a full review of Episode 1, so per usual, this first little bit is going to be completely spoiler-free. We're going to talk about uh, mechanics, other things about the game. How it relates back to to Life is Strange episode one. So there might be some life. I mean, uh, Life is Strange season one. There might be some spoilers to that, but we very can't liked very light, and liked. we can't avoid. We can't avoid it, yeah, um, because we just need to be able to talk about the similarities and differences between the two. Um, but then we will, after we're done with that, we will jump into a spoiler heavy section where we do talk about and break down story and uh, moments. We'll be comparing our own notes yeah, against comparing each other, notes, who comparing did decisions, what? different things like that. And so that will get spoiler heavy. We will give plenty of warning though before any of that starts. So without further ado, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Where do we even start? I, I know. All right. So I feel like With these games are so big. They're so. So let's start by giving the listeners, the viewers, a very broad overview of what the premise is. Take it away. All right. So the game begins, and you are uh, Sean Diaz. You're a teenager outside of Seattle, Washington. You have a younger brother, Daniel Diaz, and your father. Esteban yep. Diaz. We just had a brief conversation about whether his name was Ernesto or Esteban. My Esteban. bad. My bad. Esteban. Uh, so the entire premise of the very first scenes is that Sean is getting ready to go to a party that night, mm-hmm. uh, put on by some wild child named Eric. You get the feeling that Eric's probably like a pro party thrower. Yeah. Uh, and he's got a show. Sean has a best friend, Lila. They're texting. They're Skyping. They're talking about, you know, getting ready for the party. What are they going to wear? Who's going to get together? with whom what kind of snacks are they going to bring who's going to steal the beer that kind of stuff like very teenage coming of age story types of things Uh, and throughout the course of that little scene this is maybe just like over the span of an hour in in game time uh the younger brother gets into i guess we'll just say an event uh try not to say at this point it's it's basically just a traumatic event takes place that forces the brothers to have to leave, to leave their home and go on the road. Like you, you get that much from trailers. You get that much from the, you know, reading the description of the game and the, in the, on the website and in stores, you, you just know something bad goes down and they got to leave. So they're runaways. Yes. They're on the run. Um, you don't really, we're not going to tell you what they are on the run from. You do know. Not now. <laughs> yeah. If you stick around to the spoiler part, we will. Yes. Uh, so that's the premise, is that these two brothers are out on the road now, out in the wild. They're the two wolves. Mm-hmm. That's kind of one of the recurring themes of the game, is that even one of your little, um, I wouldn't say save logo, but like it's your the, update thingy. It is the save, part of the save logo and also like... Uh, 
because what was it in Life is Strange season one? It was the butterfly, right? It showed the butterfly. Yes. And so basically in this one, it will your decisions, it will highlight, it will show you either a big wolf if your decision favors Sean more or a little wolf if it favors Daniel more. Yes. Uh, so one of the key mechanical factors of the game then, which is something that uh, I really didn't know that this was going to be a thing based on the Life is Strange 2 demo and what we saw from everything before, uh, I get like a couple of flashbacks to the very hated video game trope of the escort quest where you as main character are responsible for like shepherding someone through a variety of tasks. Yeah. And essentially you play only as Sean, but you have Daniel there with you all the time. And so you are more or less in charge of both Sean and in some peripheral way, Daniel as well. And that I did not know was going to be a thing. I so, assumed it would have been a thing, but I feel like they're doing it. I feel like they're doing it well. It's not like so escort heavy of a qu- feeling as like I an escort mission in like Assassin's Creed. Yeah, no, it's not quite the same as that. But for example, you do have a lot more responsibility for two characters as opposed to Life is Strange 1, for example. Right, where basically Chloe yes. and anybody else you were with interacted fairly independently of what you Yeah, did. I mean, they would go off and do their own thing. You still had to interact with them, but you weren't responsible for other characters in the game per se, aside from Chloe, because she kept like trying to die, and you were like, right. God damn it, Chloe, <laughs> get, Gotta... get, get out from that train track, so you need to come over here, You're ke- you keep dying. Uh, this is much more of a hands-on, this is an older brother, younger brother relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel's nine, I think they say yes. in game. So he's nine. He's obviously a little kid, doesn't know anything about the world. You have to guide him, both in terms of the environment itself and like emotional guidance. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to teach him how to be an adult, how to be a man. And that's something that... You obviously uh, guide him down a given path through how you interact with him, through what kinds of things you tell him about life, through uh, whether or not you give him a lot of help in the environment or not a lot of help. And at this time, it's very unclear how those decisions will impact the end game. I'm very hopeful that those two diverging paths will be radically different. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is wild speculation. Obviously, we don't know how it's going to go down at right. this point. Right, absolutely. So how would you say so far, and how did how did episode one, do you think, really... Like, what are big differences that we feel like we see, or similarities, between Life is Strange 1 and Life is Strange 2? They're very clearly, for me, in the same like series. Like, it's not... Uh, yes, they are. So these are games like, that take place in the same universe. Same universe. And, but, but, I mean, even in, like, feel and how you interact and conversation and like cut scenes and different stuff like that still feels very much like they kept a lot of that similarly the one big thing is that you can definitely tell they've put a little bit more power behind their engine and how smoothly the game runs yes it is definitely a clean fairly smooth game i don't know if it does this to you though but every time i actually uh start the game on my ps4 and like the open screen comes up it always takes it just a hot second for all of the scenery to render. I did have that. I didn't yeah, notice that's that on weird, the, isn't I didn't it? notice it on the main menu, but I did a couple times while playing. Like, yeah, it would switch to a cutscene, and I would notice like some textures being finalized in the background. Or like that. I mean, it's Nothing very big. no, it's very minor. Obviously, that doesn't impact my opinion of the game right. at all. I just noticed it. I will say, that I will take that over Life is Strange ones where going out of Chloe's room into the hallway was a load screen. Going downstairs was a load screen. 
like yeah. now you're in a building, you're in a house, you can go inside, outside. Yeah. You like it's way more fluid. So I'll take that any yeah. day. I oh, mean, a, a little rendering, I can forgive. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and of course, the soundtrack is very in that same hipster vein as Life is Strange. But now they actually have real licensed music in this yeah, one. Yeah, they like, do. They've it, got uh, Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, that was the first one. The first song that plays in like the opening, the opening of the of the chapter and everything. So that was. And good. I was like, is this? Is this Phoenix? Yeah. What's happening here? And there was another one I think at the end of the episode too that I remember that I picked up on. I recognized, but wasn't totally sure of who was performing it. Um, let's see. So yeah, so the big thing I would say is what you're what you're, one of the bigger differences that you, that I would say too is what you already pointed out is that there is whoops camera's done um, is that there is the different dynamic now of feeling like you are in a sense controlling two characters, yeah. which is a big difference from one where you are only Max. Uh, and then you interacted with Chloe, you interacted with other characters, but you were still just primarily controlling Max. But now you you do have this because there will be all these different dialogue options where you can like sh- you you can in typical Life is Strange you can look at an object and just hit like the look at button, which is triangle on PS4. You look at it and the you know Sean will give some di- internal dialogue about it. But then you can choose to like show Daniel or ask Daniel about it, go see what Daniel's calling you about. So you are in this way like controlling these two and like. Get telling Daniel what to do while also trying to do your own thing as Sean, which I think it provides a little bit more just stuff to do. I would say basically. that it allows your attention to go to more than one place, right? Whereas in the past, you were always focused on the first per- first person view of Max, right? Now you kind of are both. Like you have to be aware of what Sean is doing, and in the back of your mind, you also have to be aware of what Daniel is doing. Because mm-hmm. if you miss something, you might not even know that you missed it, and then you see like the little wolf logo in the bottom come up, and you're like, "Oh no, I just missed a decision, Which- and I didn't even know it was coming up." Did you ever reload a checkpoint? Because it gives no. you that option. No. Okay, I never did either. I never did. Nope. Um, it does give you that option because, you know, this game, it, similar to Life is Strange 1, it very much is heavy on your decisions impacting how the story goes. Yes. So, you know, uh, in Life is Strange 1, Max had the ability to rewind time, which is basically you're reloading a checkpoint. Um, and so this one, there's that's not an option, but it does give you the option if you just pause the game to reload if you didn't like how oh. a decision you made played out. See, I feel like they shouldn't even have put that in I know. That in the I game. feel like it should be like Until Dawn, yeah. where you're stuck with it. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I, I didn't know that was an option, actually, so I, of course, will not use it. Uh, that's not something I'm going to do. Uh, but another thing that is very similar to the feel of Life is Strange is that apparently, don't nod, they're, they're, they're a French studio, yes. correct? I think that they think that Everyone that lives in the state of Washington and or Oregon is just like an artist. Like they're just all artists all the time. <laughs> because like of course in Life is Strange, they went to Blackwell Art Academy. Yeah, and Max even, is this photographer. She's a photographer. And even in this game, you're like this kind of teenage punk Sean, but he's still like a sensitive artist because he, draws, he loves to draw. Yeah. So in the uh, first game, one of the ways that you got trophies was through taking photos of things in the the environment as Max. In this one, you do drawings. Mm-hmm. Now, those aren't actually what give you trophies, I don't think. You do get a trophy if you start a drawing. Like, um, oh, okay. if the very first drawing you ever start, it does pop a, dro- oh, it okay. does pop gotcha. a trophy. But it's not, I thought that did tie it into whenever you would take a picture of something like the squirrel eating, doing something at, at Blackwell Academy, like that gave you a trophy for doing an optional, getting an optional collectible. The drawings do not count towards those trophies. That's but right. those are really the only trophies that are in the game are the, completing the stories and doing 
the collectibles are pretty much it. Yes. And the new collectible in this one is because the boys are on the road, of course, it's souvenirs. Mm -hmm. So like anytime they go somewhere new, there might be some type of souvenir around. It could be something like a keychain. It could be something like a postcard. Right. Uh, So did you get all the collectibles available in the first episode? I missed two. Which ones? Do we want to say which ones you missed? First and third. First and third. We'll talk about it. We can okay, talk about it. Okay. But like oh, later. okay. I think I know which ones you missed. All right. Uh, cool. I was very annoyed I missed the first one because I was trying <laughs> to find it all over the place. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, so I found three of the five. So. Okay. Awesome. Did you. Okay, so now here's the thing because this was confusing me. I pre ordered. Uh, did you pre order and get the Arcadia Bay uh, souvenir pack that you could put onto your. Yes. You can put like the little butterfly, like oh, Chloe's anarchy no. symbol on your backpack and all that stuff. I guess not. Missed out. Well, what a bummer. I know. Yeah, so anyways, a lot of the souvenirs and collectibles are things that you can actually attach to Sean's backpack. Yep. And you then see those in games. So like whenever him or Daniel are wearing the backpack, you can see your little keychains all over the it's place. Cool. And I think that's pretty cute. Um, what was I going to say on that same, th- that same thread? Um, well, I will say that one of the mechanics that, at least in episode one, has not been fully expanded on, presumably it will be further down the line, are, of course, Max had time travel powers right. in the first game. There was that big element of the supernatural. Without going too spoilery into it, that is going to be a big part of Life is Strange 2. But as of episode one, it is very minimal. Very minimal. You really only kind of know what it is. You don't know how you'll use it. You don't know how it's really going to work in game mm-hmm. at this time. Presumably episode two is going to expand on that a lot more. But right now, it's very preliminary. Um, oh, just the other men- the other note I had on that is that the drawing mechanic, though, was weird. It took me forever to figure out how to work Same. the freaking pen. <laughs> took me forever, too. It's like you have to look up, you know, memorize, like hold a button to memorize. Then you look down at your drawing pad and then use the left stick to draw. But I could not figure out how to make it draw for forever. Apparently, you just go in circles, people. And you just like move the stick very quickly in like yeah, a whole lot of different we're directions. We're helping you. I, just because, move the stick. Well, no, but you have to do it in like a certain direction to where he actually like locks on the page or something because like i felt like the camera you move the left stick until you find when he actually like looks like seemingly locks onto the page that he's looking at and then you start moving the stick the thing like crazy and then uh, i don't know it was i still now, can't really fully explain I how it happened that. i finally just got the picture drawn yeah. so i, was, <laughs> I, I think was it's a little easier than that you just look at the page and furiously do circle on the left d-pad what, what's it called analog, analog left stick. analog yeah. d-pad um anyway what is this the 90s, what is this, the 90s? anyway so there are definitely themes that are consistent from Life is Strange 1 to Life is Strange 2, but the story and the characterizations are radically different. Yes. Okay, so overall then, um, because you know we we're not we're not going to give like a full score to this game yet because this is only episode one. Yeah, we don't know yet. But how do you think generally episode one of this held up to episode one of Life is Strange season one? As a non-artist girl. I feel like I have more trouble connecting to Sean and Daniel because I'm like, Psh, boys, right? Who get, who wants to be them? Uh, but I do feel like I feel just a little bit more disconnected from the situation of Sean and Daniel. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Max, I feel like her situation in the game of kid going to school, yeah. I was like, wow, that's a very applicable theme of a character that is 
almost for all U- United States uh, kids, apparently. Yeah. Uh, but the situation for Sean and Daniel is radically different. It's very personal and in a lot of ways highly politicized. Yes. They, I, we, we will say that Life is Strange 2 deals very directly uh, with the current U.S. political environment. Which I was kind of su- which, surprised yeah, by. I was not expecting that. Let's just say which, a slight spoiler thing. The phrase, build that wall, is Yeah, out. it's in there. Because, of course, Sean and Daniel, their father is directly from Mexico. He's from mm-hmm. a place called Puerto Lobos. They mention it. Uh, it's yeah. like on a postcard or something in the background. So they are first-generation kids. This is they, They've grown up in the United States, but there are characters who react very badly to them because they are of Latino heritage. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, they're dealing with this straight on, which I did have the thought, you know, this is kind of what Far Cry 5 made it seem like the game was going to be about. Yeah. Whereas Life is Strange 2 is like, we're talking about it right now, right here now. Let's talk Start about racism in America, everybody. And it's like, holy crap, okay. It's heavy. I guess we're doing but this. I mean, that's Life is Strange. It's a heavy, yeah, they always deal with heavy topics. And I feel like, again, that's something that's consistent with the Life is Strange brand. Yep. Um, for me, I will say that I feel like at the ending of episode one of, of this and taking it back, I feel like I did like episode one of Life is Strange season one better i will too um, um i i would agree with that not saying the game this is like a terrible like it's terrible and you should play it we just it's don't still, know it's, yet. we just still don't know where it's going to again we also caveat to this again we had all of life is strange season one to play all at once That's this right. one we are having to play blocked out episodically so we were able to move from the ending of season one of season one episode one to season one episode two Right and I would say now that we, we both, like two months yeah, now we have to wait so long. This episodic sucks, okay? <laughs> Let's it's change still, this game. We said it sucked last time, and it sucks now. And look what happened. Telltale's done now. Yeah. And they're episodic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's change yeah. this world. Uh, so anyways, I will say, though, that I think we both agreed from Life is Strange Season 1 that we felt the game really took off in Episode 2. Yes. So presumably, Episode 2 is going to be... Uh, the turning point, the part of the game that shoots you off on your definitive path yes. in terms of what are your powers, what's your real goal in the game. Yep. So I would say based on episode one, uh, I don't really have a solid opinion yet. Yeah. I just, I, it was I'll good. have to see. It's good. It's it was very good. Recommend playing. Yes. Uh, especially if you're a fan of the series. Of course. Um, but yeah, we, we just don't have enough other feelings on the game. To we know don't have the for data. Sure. How does, how does this stand completely next to the season one? Uh, the one thing, though, I will shout out and just say is really great, I feel like, is even though, like you said, you felt like you identified closer with Max in season one, I still though, I still though feel like I they do a, Don't Not does a great job of making you feel connected to the oh, player, of though. Course. Like, I, st- I connected very deeply with Max and Chloe uh, from season one, and even like near the end of episode one of, of season two, I was like, man. Like, I feel like I really am playing as Sean. Yes. You know, making decisions how Sean would be making them, not how I would be making them. Do you hate Daniel? No. I kind of hate Daniel. I think, I think he's just a little kid. <laughs> yeah, you I know, mean, I get it. He has he's little kid little tendencies. Kid. Like, I understand. He gets, like, but somewhat annoying, but, like, no, I, I don't know. There's hate that him. part of me that's like, fuck Daniel. God, shut up, Daniel. <laughs> shut up, Daniel. <laughs> Okay, well, I think we've gone as much as we can uh, in the spoiler-free territory, so let's skip on now. Fair warning for everyone who doesn't want to stick around and hear spoilers. We are jumping into spoiler territory now. There will be no additional things after this. For yeah, the we've given our final, so. like, how we feel about it. Play it. It's great, especially if you're a fan of the series. Um, no, obviously, score number yet, but 
here we go. Let's let's jump in. All right. Game a few more seconds there to turn us off. <laughs> Just in case people Just last in case. chance. Here we go. Okay. In case they're trying to drive and be like, no, <laughs> like fumbling for their phone. Okay. But here we go for real. The one thing I loved and I'm interested to see though, how this not love, but like it was cool. And I'm interested to see how this will come into effect because I already know how it could have come into effect in this episode. When the game begins, it asks, did you play season one? And if you say yes or no, and then if you say yes, it's, it then says, did you choose to sacrifice Arcadia Bay? Yes, yes or no. And obviously, I chose. I chose uh, no. I did not sacrifice yes. Arcadia Bay um, because I'm assuming then later on in the st- when you're driving by and you like stop outside of Arcadia Bay and you see it, like obviously it would be a complete. I'm wondering what the the, I, the I, dialogue I, options there will be different, and I'm I wondering if there will have, be any other connection then to, yeah. to Arcadia Bay. So I feel like there might be something along those lines of asking if you play Life is Strange one. I'm hoping that they'll maintain that throughout the episodes. Like I feel like in episode two, maybe they'll come at you with a different question. Did you play like, Captain Spirit? Yeah, oh, yeah. Ooh, like did you will, play Captain actually. Spirit or? For example, what did you decide on episode three of Life is Strange Something Something? So I feel like there's a lot of potential for that to have really just interesting and cool tie-ins. Obviously, those aren't really impacting the story of... Oh, I thought you were going to show me something. Oh, no, 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 sorry. Oh, uh, they're not impacting how you actually play the game in Life is Strange 2. It's just like a fun Easter egg kind of thing. Right. So the big thing, though, that I will say that is different from this game is that you don't pull is in, from season one that I think is a, is an interesting take and a, a good spin that they did on this. It appears unless they change it up in, the, in later episodes, you will not play as the person with the superpower. Yeah. So just to like go back a little bit more to what exactly transpired in the initial parts of the game, what happened is uh, Daniel was playing outside. He got into a, like an accidental altercation with their neighbor, who it was established in the early game is probably like a super racist person. Well, did you find the the letter on their kitchen table or their or their that's like from that kid's dad being like, oh. "Hey, your kids are loud," and like they're just asshole neighbors basically yeah asshole neighbors so anyways daniel gets into a slight altercation with the older boy next door and then sean goes out to find out what's going on because he's the big brother sean and the boy next door get into a fight uh quick pause there did you choose to confront question because that one gave you like three different of the yeah, big decisions so i chose to confront brett so i think I. his name is brett yeah, of course is. we would we got to protect our yeah, little brother exactly. man even though it probably was his fault <laughs> <laughs> When you stand by your family, even when they're being a (laughs) douchebag. So we both chose to confront Brett then. Mm -hmm. I assume that one way or another, you would have gotten to a fight with him. So the point is, you get into a fight, Brett winds up getting very injured. The cops just happen to be driving by. They notice the fight. A white cop gets out of his car. He immediately points his gun at Sean. He seems to be a newer cop, too. He seems too. new. He seems to be new, Because he seemed very nervous, like, very nervous at yes. the situation. So he's, like, nervous. He fe- it seems like he doesn't really know what he's doing. He's pointing a gun at Sean, telling him to get on the ground. Daniel, too. Their dad then comes out of the house hearing the commotion. The dad is just like, you know, freaking out like any parent would be when a cop is pointing a gun at their kid. Yeah. The dad's like, everybody calm down. You know, let's let's just all think about this. And the cop panics and shoots their father. Which I, I knew. I knew something terrible was yeah. going to happen. I knew it just wasn't going to be something bad that they're on the road. Anytime from. As soon as the dad and the, like, he and Sean had that conversation in the garage, I was just like, God 
damn it, the dad is going to die like and it's going to be terrible. He's doomed. Because he's a cool dad. Yes. He's like the cool parent. He told, you're going to the party and you ask him for money and he's like, oh, hey, no bullshit. Are you going to use it for drugs or beer? And you're like, I did said you yes. I, did no, I, I didn't lie. No, I was like, yeah, dad's definitely, it's totally for and drugs. And he's like, hey, man, that's cool. Gives you like 40 bucks. And I was like, what? So cool. And I was like, you're definitely going to die now. <laughs> it's like, oh, maybe we could have saved him. If we would have lied. Lying saved him. Oh, God. <laughs> so anyways, the point is, uh, Esteban is dead. And in that moment that he is shot and killed, Daniel... Like, in his emotional distress, he sends out what is apparently his power, like a shock wave of telekinetic energy. Which, you are not sure who's, yeah. who did it. That's right. In the initial scene, you don't really know. It's heavily implied that it was Daniel, because in the aftermath, he's passed out, he's, like, very out of it. Yeah. And Sean is, too, to a certain extent, but he recovers so much more quickly that right. I was like, it's definitely Daniel. Uh, the cop, I presume, is dead. Um, he gets it does mention get mentioned later yeah. uh, when you meet Brody he mentions it he mentions a dead cop yes so, so yeah. he did die uh, I'm not I'm sure assuming if Brett's Brett died too. he probably died because he was in a different location he was yeah. moved like closer up the farther up the yard like in the street too or something yeah. So, yeah, so they're probably dead. dead the neighborhood is like decimated like yeah. it's a big shock wave uh, so uh, three people at least are dead Sean and Daniel are alive they wake up as they hear more sirens coming they know they have to run so Sean just grabs his bag grabs Daniel and they're out of there Mm-hmm. Cut to title screen, Life is Strange 2, and then flash forward, it's two days later, they're on the road. Yeah. And so basically, you know, the rest of the game, without fully rehashing everything, because we don't have time to do, to do all that. We but wish. We wish, but like, we don't want to keep you here for all day. But, you know, so they go, you have to like do some things. It's very much establishing their relationship at this point, I think is what episode one is all about, basically. Yeah. You know, Sean's the older brother. He's annoyed by Daniel. Daniel gets annoyed by Sean by being an annoying older brother. So, you know, but then slowly they start to learn to trust each other, work together. You know, you have to go build a shelter for each other out in the woods. You have to, you know, ration out. It's part of your responsibility, Sean, to ration out and find more food. You do all these different things, and you're just slowly establishing as you make your initial part of this journey. The next really big thing I would say doesn't really happen until you get to the gas station. Yes. Um, because you're there, you're hungry, you're needing more food, you don't you only have like twenty bucks. Real quick, from the campsite, yeah. is that the one that you had trouble finding? Yes. Oh, the fishing lure? Yes. You suck. I found it. Does, Loser. <laughs> because I think it doesn't Daniel like call you over to the water? No, so he doesn't have to because Daniel was off doing something else and I was just looking around and I like it gave you the option to notice something in a tree. And it was so in a tree. Sean, it was ah, in a tree. I was looking all down on the ground. So Sean noticed it, he gave you the option to call Daniel because it's so high up. Oh. He has to pick Daniel up, and then Daniel gets it out of the tree. Damn it. And he's like, oh, it's a fishing lure. And I was like, great, we can fish now. Wrong. It's just a souvenir. And I was like, oh. (laughs) I thought it was the... Which I was like, that's kind of pervy of Sean. But I thought it was the bra that was sticking on, stuck on a, uh, a tree branch. I didn't even and I see kept, the bra. I kept like, walking over there like trying to see what I had to do to activate. And I was like, this is th- why is this not activating? I can't pull, grab the collectible. Uh, but no, I did grab the second collectible, which was the, uh, the, um, bear, key the bear key chain. I missed the one that has – it's the third one, which is the truck. It had the semi-truck, which I assume – Oh, man, I must have missed that one, too, then. Because when you get to the gas station, a semi-truck is leaving. So I'm assuming Ooh. there must have been something where it was parked that oh. you can go over and pick up. But I totally forgot to go over and look I didn't, at it. Yeah, I didn't think about that I either. thought, like, another one was going to come in. And then after I left the area, I was like, oh, 
that I probably should have gone and checked over there. That's good to know because I actually kind of assumed that there would only be one per approximate location. I thought so too. Yeah. Okay. That's but, good to know. Uh, but yeah. But apparently the gas station there's like three because there's the there's the the bear keychain a feather. Oh. Did you find the feather? No. It's behind the it's behind oh the my gas God. station. What the f? <laughs> <laughs> and so there's that one, and then the. And then the truck. So there's those three that you find there. There's the one wow, at the gas station, and then there's the, the I guess the last the last one or two is at, the last two are at the uh, the hotel, right? At the end. Uh, but basically, so without going into this, you get to there, and there's a, you know there's this family that you can choose to either beg for food or uh, from them or ask them for food. It wasn't as much begging as much just asking. Um, and then you can do that. But then you go inside and you can buy buy or steal some yeah. like camping supplies, different things like this. Did you the, steal? No, I bought. Oh my god, I stole. Really? Yeah. I'm a respectable citizen. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna steal. Did you have Daniel distract the lady? I didn't know. Like, apparently, I didn't do whatever was necessary to trigger that. Yeah. I had that thought, but I couldn't really figure out how to make it work. So instead, what I did is I waited for her to just naturally be looking away, like doing her crossword puzzle. Uh-huh. And the only thing that I successfully stole was mac and cheese. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, so I at bought, least I was stealing. I food. bought things, but I only bought um, I bought Daniel uh, one of the candy bars because I promised him earlier that I would buy him one, and I bought like a loaf of bread and some stuff. But then I had also it was successfully gotten food from the family outside. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't do that successfully. They were like, "Fuck off, kids!" They didn't oh, really? say it that way, but, but they, they were like, like, "No." Yeah, they huh. were like, "No, get so out of here." I did that successfully. And was able oh, to get man. food there because I bought hot dogs in the gas station. So see, I thought about that, but I was like, "There's only two hot dogs." For six dollars, whereas I could buy it, or like four dollars, but I can buy a loaf of bread for like two dollars. I also like didn't that, so. see the bread at first. Uh, Plus, yeah. I was being a shifty thief, so you know, whatever. So basically, you go and you go talk to the, you go and you leave, and you get the, you get a map which the lady gives you at, at the store, and then you're outside with Daniel looking over it, and her husband who who helps her run the store comes, and he's just a huge dick. He basically is, accuses you of stealing right off the bat. He is a xenophobic, uh, racist, Western Washington, excuse me, Eastern washington uh redneck basically and so he immediately accuses you of stealing because you're because you're not white (laughs) just two young kids in my case it was true (laughs) see in my case it was not so i felt fully justified in telling him to back off yeah um which i basically just like so does he attack you either way i assumed he would uh what did i say i discussed it with him or tried to discuss it with him and he still like attacked you. Yeah. Okay. So he attacks you, basically locks you up in his office. Daniel runs off because he couldn't catch him. And then course of events, you Daniel comes back and you're able to figure out how to escape. The man comes back. Uh, he spoiler is the one who says build the wall. Yeah. And um, but then Daniel comes back and then the man comes back and Daniel uses his power again to yes. knock the man out. But then you don't see it. But then that's what I was like. Oh, so it's Daniel who's got the power. Also, we should just say the reason that the guy locked up uh, Daniel, excuse me, Sean, Sean, in either case is because he recognized them from a newspaper. Yes, yes, from Seattle. So it is very much out there that Sean and Daniel are wanted because people know what happened in Seattle can't with their that. dad. Yeah, you can't hide it. So they are formally on the run from the law. Like, I think if you check uh, Sean's phone while he still has battery power, there are even a few texts from the police there saying, are. like, hey, just come on back. It's better to discuss this now. There's a newspaper in front of the gas station yeah. that has the story about it. So, yeah, so the guy's holding them for the police. And yes. so they're able to escape before that happens. Uh, and then uh, Daniel uses his power, presumably knocks the guy out. Don't think kills him. No, I don't uh, think so. But then, again, it gives you the option to steal camping supplies or run. What did you do? Oh, I stole. 
You didn't steal? No, oh my god! Because here I am. I'm thinking about this. I was like, true. We might have to be out on the road, but also if we ever do get caught, having stolen for stuff from a gas station is going to make it our case way, that much harder. We ain't getting caught in my game. Uh, so, anyways, when you act, when Daniel activates his power in the gas station, and you come out, if you choose the option to steal, the guy wakes back up. Oh, really? And then I probably shouldn't have done this, but I did because I was kick like, him yeah. In the face. So you, yeah, so like when he kind of wakes up, he tries to stop you again and he's like saying really mean shit to you and you get another choice of do you want to beat him up or are you just going to run? And I was like, if I run, I won't get my sweet new tent. So I beat him up. It, like in front of Daniel. <laughs> and that, like, We're going to have way different outcomes really to this game. Really different games. Which is good. a good thing. <laughs> different, at least we're not making so, the same decisions so here. So anyways, uh, a little bit further down the line, though, that decision does come back to haunt you in a sense. And I'm sure that far game it, it will, will have more of an impact you're gonna, you're, sean's going to jail on your story he's probably he's probably going to jail <laughs> uh, but anyway so you, you run out of the gas station and you meet and you run into the woods and find another uh, customer who is at the store using the wi-fi uh brody and he basically Brody's so cool brody is cool i love, I love brody. brody he's basically just chilling he's living out of his station wagon because he's basically like traveling the u.s writing stories and different things like this and he's so a travel blogger yeah. let's call it what it is and so he like easily takes you in because apparently the old dude harassed him also about trying to steal stuff yeah uh and so he's like no i totally get it you're in the right and he takes you and you all leave you know daniel's able to fall asleep in the back, he stole a puppy. He did take it. Well, didn't steal because it was technically it a was free puppy. It was for sale. It was free. It was free. <laughs> and so he took a puppy from the gas station that you wind up keeping or whatever. And What'd you name the puppy? Mushroom. Me too. And I so, wondered what the other I wanted to let were, Daniel yeah. name it. Yeah. And so anyway, and so you go and you, with Brody. And throughout the course of this, he takes you into actual Oregon. So that is when you stop by and are looking at Arcadia Bay with Brody. Because Bro- you and Brody then have a heart-to-heart while, Sean, while Daniel's asleep. Because at this point, Sean hasn't told Daniel what happened. Yeah, Daniel, like we said, he passed out after the incident itself. And he mentions in conversation at one point that he doesn't really remember what happened. Right. And there are references all throughout up to this point of Daniel saying, man, I wish Dad were here. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a punch in the gut so every really time. Is. Oh, it's brutal. Just like Life is Strange Season. Oh, man. Gut punches all around. Uh, but anyway, so he has this heart-to-heart basically like look, I'm not going to take you back. I'm not going to turn you in because he knows who you are too. He's um, like your very liberal-minded kind of pseudo-guardian. He's yeah. like, man, this the way the country's going, I can understand why you would be afraid. So like, he's very much on your side. And I don't know if we said this yet, but basically, Sean and, and Daniel are on the road because they're going trying to get to Mexico. Because yeah, that's so, where apparently the only family they have. That's right. Now, actually, so this is long game theory. It says right now that they're trying to get to Puerto Lobos, which Mm. is where their father grew up. It's where he's from. They probably have some extended family down there. It's not sure because it seems like if they do, Sean and Daniel have probably never met them. Right. But they do mention that they have grandparents in the same area of like Seattle, Oregon, that they don't talk to anymore. And they mentioned Brody asked about his mom. And that's when Sean says that like she's not in the picture anymore. And here's the thing. Remember from the demo Sean and Daniel were at somebody's house. That's true. We don't know whose house it was. It was like the neighbor. I think that those people are their grandparents. And I think that maybe not. My current theory is 
end game. End end See, I, game. Yeah, I don't I think th- they make it to Mexico. No, I think they're going to wind up with their presumably maternal grandparents. Yeah. That's what I think is going to happen. I think so. And then they're going to run into I can agree to that. Chris. Yeah, I was going to call him Chad. They're going <laughs> to run into Chris, BFFs. I can't quite decide yet, though, if I think that's going to be mid-game or late-game. I'm not because I, I feel I like it, it could be either. I think it might be episode two, honestly. Because think about it, um, the events with Chris's mom from the demo were not resolved, right? So I feel like they might try to tie that mystery into the ultimate goal That'd of the game. Cool. So that's I'm what I think. It, like I think it's. A, did you watch the the like sneak peek at the at post credits? Yes. So it's yeah. So we oh it's so snowy, yes. which the is game, when it was snowy in Chris's right. in, the game in the starts Spirit in demo. fall, and then with Captain Spirit with the demo, it's fully winter. There's like deep snow all over mm-hmm. the place. So at the end of episode one, it gives you a brief view into the future. It's snowing a lot. So yeah, maybe that will be as early as episode two. Yeah. So basically, to wrap up episode one, Brody takes you. Uh, you stop out by Arcadia Bay, have that heart to heart. So that's what I'm assuming is different. If Arcadia Bay is destroyed, I'm assuming that's where there would be some different dialogue. Of some of some kind, which I, I want to go what back. It would look like. I want to go Just back like and, a smooth beach. Yeah, on I want to go back and like see that part and listen to it again, or to see what it is. But anyway, and then so Brody takes you to this hotel. Uh, he gets you set motel. up with a, motel. Sorry, it's not as nice um, as a hotel. He gets you set up with a room, gives you some extra money, gives Sean a new ba- a new backpack, uh, and then basically is like. I got to leave. I got to be on my own way. Did you read the letter he gave? I did. Yeah. He's trying to get to Utah to get back to his family because he, even though he talked about like them being distressed and not in the best relationship, his mother is about to pass away. And so he's trying to get back home to be with did her. You mean estranged? Estranged. Yes. Sorry. I mean, they are also in distress, Yeah. but the uh, Brody is estranged from his family, right. but his mom is dying of cancer. He's so trying he's to get going back, back to her. Home. And so anyway, so you're left there again. Uh, you get settled in the hotel, try to clean up all this stuff. Sean leaves to go get a snack. Daniel sees on the TV that about their father being dead, freaks out, activates his power once again. Like Daniel's in able, a big way, yeah, Dan- like shit's flying around all over the, the room. place. Mushrooms freaking out. <laughs> Mushrooms freaking out. Sean is able to talk Daniel down, and they calm down basically. And Sean's like, "Why didn't?" I mean, Daniel's like, "Why didn't you tell me?" And Sean is like, I was, "I was scared. I didn't know what to say. Uh, you know, I, I, just, I just tried to protect you." And Daniel's ba- and it basically ends with Daniel asking him never to lie to him again. And Sean's like, "Well, I chose. I promise." No. I did not. You said you're not? I said I'll try. And at the end of the episode, you know, it does give you still the breakdown of what percentage of people made which decisions. I was shocked and appalled that more people people didn't say that they would try. Because I feel like it's a lie in and of itself to say that you'll never lie. See, I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, I feel like that that's never going to be the case in terms of kids. Sometimes you can't tell them the truth. That's true. And I Stand by that decision. So anyways, so, I will probably be lying to him and perchance doing more thieving. And more thieving. And probably beating up more old guys. We're going to have radically different playthroughs. I'm loose I like cannon this. Sean on the edge. I like this. We're going to have a lot of differences. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that's pretty much it. I, like I said, I think the big thing and the big difference is that unless it switches around in, like in episode two, you do play as Daniel, uh, which I'd be interested to see if they throw that in there or not. But I do like that in this one, you're not the person with the superpower. I feel like it might be more like Sean guiding Daniel yeah. on how to use his powers. And I feel like eventually once you get into potential conflicts, you might have different decisions. For example, of saying, Daniel, use Force your power to, guy. yeah, like, do you want to do this, this, or this with Daniel's power? I feel like that might be where more of the decision-making and impact for the end game comes into play. Right. So, 
So as of now, uh, First of all, look at how cute this dog is. Is he being pretty oh cute? Oh my god, he's being so cute. Oh my goodness, just look laying up against the wall there. I'll just be. He's so cute. Our producer Fender just doing his job. He's do he's being a good producer. Uh, but so yeah, a lot of a lot of. I'm still I'm very excited to see where this goes. Me I want, too. Um, obviously, like we said, episode two is when season one first really kicked off. So will that same will that carry over into season two? We don't know yet, but it could. And where does Chris come into play with all this? Will they make it to Mexico? Will they not? Will they find their grandparents? Will they find their mother? Theory. Okay. They're going to kidnap Chris, mercy kidnapping, and they're all going to go to Mexico. <laughs> it's going to be... That's going to be your timeline. It's going to be my timeline. They're going to... It's going to give you the option, and you're like, yeah, take this kid along. Yeah, we can do this. Steal the kid. We already got a puppy. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, it'll be... It's, I'm very, very... Very, again, already into the story. Want to find out more? Again, I'm just still surprised when the trailer came out that we weren't playing as Chris. I've just assumed we'd be playing as Chris right. from Cap from Captain Spirit. So, uh, but no, apparently not. I will say one little thing that and Brandon of- called it. He did from our reveal. He called it in the comments. He was like he in the comments of the video where we were uh, Mogan and I did a reaction to the Life is Strange season two trailer. Uh, Brandon pointed out he was like, but hey, thought here. What if Chris isn't the one with powers? And we were like, what? And he didn't. And he was right. He didn't say it in the comments like, comma, dummies. But I feel like we should have noticed that. I feel a He's bit, just smarter he's than He's just us. smarter than us. He's just too good. Uh, so I will say one thing that does kind of irk me about the game, and this is like not necessarily a knock against it. Mm-hmm. It could honestly just be that the voice actor for Daniel is probably young, I assume. Every now and then, some of his dialogue options sound very clunky. Like, do you remember when you first see the dog? And he goes, oh, a puppy! And he said it in like a very mechanical, yeah. not natural sounding way. I will say that, and that's even from season one, too. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the voice, the writing it does feel somewhat clunky. Yeah, just occasionally. occasionally. Some, some scenes come across as much more natural, but every now and then something will just sound very forced yeah. or very clunky. I feel like there is more internal dialogue in this one than yes. from... Uh, the first the first season, which I like. Because Sean is very, like, conflicted. Obviously, yeah. he is also in extreme emotional distress, but as the older sibling, he has to pretend to keep it cool, and I feel like his inner monologue is meant to give you a bit more insight into what he's thinking outside of what he can say to Daniel. Right. Because as we know, I'm lying nine ways to Sunday. Like, and I'm stealing. just stealing and lying and killing people. I'm out there, man. Goodness gracious me. <laughs> I tried to kill Brody. (laughs) (laughs) Why? (laughs) He was a gentleman. I was like, you know too much. (laughs) That will be funny, though. If that comes back to bite you in the ass, that he, he like, totally spills in, like, an online blog. And you're like, damn it, Brody. God damn it, Brody. (laughs) That's crazy stuff. But, yeah, very super excited to see where the story will go and where Sean and Daniel will eventually end up. But... We have really no more thoughts on that, and we're running low on time. But we'll we'll obviously circle back around to this when episode two comes out. Now, as is tradition, we must finish this with a soundtrack spotlight. And we have a suggestion this time. We do. I've got it pulled up right now. I think we should do not the scary Gondola Venice one. I like the save room music. The save one? Okay, so this is from Brandon. Uh, He suggested that we do the music because it is October. We are getting close to Halloween, which I did think was very fitting for this game. This is all about scary. A lot of stuff in in episode Uh, one had to deal with Halloween and stuff. Go get David S. Pumpkins. (gasps) Oh, Oh yeah, I just bought Funko for like (laughs) David S. Pumpkins and his B-Boys. It's great. (laughs) 
Uh, but anyway, so Brandon suggested that we should theme on more from horror game music and stuff for for this month. I and agree. So I think that'd be really fun too. So he suggested for this week's episode Resident Evil Two Save Room theme. It's a great theme. Get there ready for it. So stick around for that after the close. But. Until next time, I will go ahead and say this now because I already know that uh, I've got a little bit of a crazy week coming up. This is more a note for our patrons, but, and I like to always say this clearly and out front whenever this comes, whenever this happens, early access for next week's episode will not be able to come out on Monday, unfortunately. And I apologize for that just due to my crazy, I have, I just found out I have to go to Orlando for a few days to film a conference. So it's going to be, uh, so due to some scheduling and different things like that for that, we have, uh, we're not going to be able to actually record next week's episode until, until Monday night. Monday. So <laughs> it's going to be a quick turnaround. It's coming out. But all of our news Tuesday. will be very up to date. It'll be so fresh. <laughs> so, uh, but I always like to give heads up and, and let people know so that there's never surprises about that. So heads up for that. But it's going to be another fun episode, though, it will because, be. like I said, we're into these, we're into the big fall releases. So next week's episode, just get people excited. Let's build a little hype. Get the hype train rolling. We're going to have first impressions of Assassin's Creed Odyssey from me, and first impressions of Mario, Mario Party, Party from Mogan. Ba-boom. So it's going to be a great dual it's episode. Be it's going to be a ton of fun. Fun looking we'll be excited. Had by all. Looking forward to it. Looking excited for it too. <laughs> but with that, that concludes this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Until next time. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Adios. We'll see you all next time. Stick around for the song. Mm-hmm.